everybody, it's Nick Scopelady and welcome to Loser with a Dream. Oh wait, it's not. It's Lisa Lampanelli with a little backstory. Ooh. I am here to tell you that our episode today that is being released is called well, it's all about meme. Meme. It's all about memes. <laughs> no, it's all so such submersed a, in the, in the I'm social really media. Into TikTok right now. So She's I'm all a about millennial. <laughs> no, it's all about me. And what's wild is we taped this episode a couple weeks before I went to LA, mm, and we yep. universally decided. That this podcast literally is all because of me, thanks to me, and about me. Because if people listen to old episodes, they'll see that we used to do, at the beginning, just Bo and Nick. But we got so many complaint emails <laughs> and messages saying, why isn't Lisa on right at the top? Right. That we just had to change things up. Yeah. So yeah. we are here. I'm here to say that this episode was recorded previously when mm. the bad format was. When it was just Nick and Bo for like 25 minutes but what i do is i would listen i would set your i would like fast forward like 30 minutes after i stop talking and then there's more lisa because it is who's it all about lisa. so uh usually we start the show with a mental health check-in which bo and nick do indeed do in this episode and it was fire it was actually so we funny indulged. that we did not re-record it oh. you did a meathead moment of the week which we definitely kept in because you guys were assholes that week <laughs> and again it was just two weeks ago yeah, you're yeah. still assholes yeah, but sure. you were even bigger assholes two weeks ago Stretched and then out. you do a full-on <laughs> episode of why it's all about us so yeah. in interest of this podcast and to keep people listening to have enough lisa content <laughs> hello Ask me a question. Like, what what might you be wondering about me right now? Go ahead, Bo. You can go first. Well, I would love to know yes. what your mental health check-in is. Today? Yes. I'll tell you exactly where my mental health is, Bo. I feel like anytime a week goes by that I've spent a good amount of time with Nick and Bo, I alternately hate and love one of them. One of them drives me insane. Then he curries favor and he steps up his game and then I don't him, hate him and then I hate the other one. So basically this podcast consists of three people. So I always feel like meatloaf because two out of three ain't bad. Yeah, yeah. You guys, once we have a, I think we, we, it's almost like you see where each other's fucks up and slacks off and then the other one steps up his game. So yeah. I feel like today maybe is going to get better. I maybe won't feel like the loaf man, except, you know what, in the fact that he does leave it all out there and he's a sweaty motherfucker has to be carted off in a wheelchair. Just that gonna be is in 20 years. Well, that's actually probably true about me now. So please, guys, make an effort to this week not make me the loaf. We don't want to make you the loaf. No. You don't. <laughs> I feel better just having had sincere, sincere conversation with both of you on and off the air. Now, Nick, do you have a question for me? I think you can learn a lot from me. Go ahead, Nick. How do you balance a checkbook? Mm. Here's what you do. I don't even know what that is. Here's you know? what you do. You get really rich, mm. hire a business manager, give him 5% of everything you earn because... Mm. <laughs> 
5%. What is 5%? It's a joke. And then he does it for you. Nice. You really don't balance a checkbook. I don't use checks ever. I'm well, never, I mean, it's not yeah. your millennial era. You don't do that stuff. No. You use the Venmos. Yeah. Uh, you do these things called Cash the debits. App cards yeah, yeah. the debates cards <laughs> and you enjoy that very much nobody's sitting there with an actual physical checkbook right no i have it i had to no no i forgot for my buddy's wedding i forgot his check at home of course <sighs> and then i text him when i got back i go hey i need to mail you your check and he was like gave me his address and i had to text somebody to be like do i have to sign it wow <laughs> if it's in the mer- does he sign it yeah, you sign, sign it. You it. sign on the back of the yeah, top. Thing. But like, there's at the bottom. No, I no, like, you sign it in the front, in the and front, he, he when he signs deposits it, signs the back. See, that's why ah. I, I had a text. You know, I texted because I saw that my therapist. <laughs> like, hey, quick random question. Yeah. How do you, <laughs> by the way, how, by the way, how do you pay her? Uh, it's just through insurance. Oh, yeah. so you're poor. Yeah. <laughs> and she's a bad therapist. Any therapist <laughs> who is fully insurance sucks. Mm. You're going to be coming out as gay and no. killing yourself pretty soon. <laughs> well, the first part's already happened. We know that's true. If I kill anyone, it's going to be Bo. It's so true. I don't blame you. Look at him. My he my aunt, my older aunt. My aunt, my, my, aunt, my aunt, your my, aunt, as Italians say. They say aunt? We say aunt. aunt. All right. Well, You're being all say classy aunt. thinking you're white. I say aunt. I'm a wasp. Yes. Pretty big deal. I'm an aunt with a capital C. <laughs> 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 he stole her twine for that. <laughs> on the core string. Okay, go ahead, your aunt. Oh, my aunt. She read Ooh, something in the Martha? papers. She read. No, she was a big fan of Reagan in the eighties. <laughs> no, she's like ninety-five years old, and yeah. she read something in the paper, and she cut it out, and then she she oh, mailed it to my so parents. Cute. Oh, I love that. And then they brought me. Go, I don't know what this is, and I like open it, and it's like an article about comedy, and she like wrote Aww. on it like, yeah, "You'd like this." And yeah, I'm like, dude, it's so cute. Wow. I used to work at the Westport that. Senior Center. I used yep. to train seniors, and they would bring me articles on stuff that I like. And I was like, "This is." So, I was. Like, thank you so much. It like, is really it's sweet. So it's fucking sweet, funny. Yeah. I you love know, it. I actually do get the daily paper sent to my house just because oh, I could feel like how my parents must have felt when they were t- retired. Does the milkman show up as well? With the two bottles, and sometimes when there's a baby born, they send you extra milk. It's fantastic because little growing boys and girls need milk, and not that almond milk and that oat milk that the commies drink. We like regular whole fat milk. That's right. Not people driving electric cars across country. Oh, that is just unheard of. That is Stalin in the making. Oh. I forgot the point, but support your local newspaper. Well, you said you wanted to feel like it was old timey, like your parents. I love that. Like getting the paper and it's like you have to, but here's the problem. You have to run out and get it. And yeah. I have two useless dogs who I cannot train to go get my paper, so I'm resentfully not reading big the paper. Enough to carry a paper. Listen, yeah, they're smaller than the paper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you something. They get their fucking uh, uh, teeth around the food. They fucking nail that food. Anyway, I think what we've learned from yes. this little add-on segment yeah. is the podcast definitely goes better with Lisa. Yes. Mm. That maybe today three out of three. Are not so bad. <laughs> and remember, fast forward through Bo and Nick, and you will hear more of the Queen of Meaning. Follow me at Nick Scopes. Don't f- 
follow him at all. <laughs> and follow us on the TikTok. Because yeah. as of now, we have actually created a TikTok. I am a 60-year-old woman trying to figure that out. And the paper is sitting there with the milk bottles. <laughs> I'm like, how am I on TikTok? But go to the Losers with a Dream TikTok. We'll have little tips and tricks for all of you. Funny videos and stuff that Nick does, which is just weird and sexual. But nobody gets turned on. I'm it's a better really, dancer really than good. all those kids. I just You're don't look so like that. Good. So, enjoy the episode. Nick and Bo, it's all about me. And me. No. Yeah, you know what time it is. It's time for Bo and Nick, the losers with a dream. Uh Uh-huh. What a waste of time. Yep. They're losers. You're listening. So who's the freaking loser, people? Welcome to Bo and Nick's Losers with a Dream. Yeah. I freaking hate them so much. The look at their funny because they suck at everything. You're listening. The question is, why? Hello and welcome to the Losers with a Dream podcast. We are losers and we have big dreams. That's right. <laughs> you hear? We good? Okay. Bo's all hopped up on NyQuil. Yep. And ketamine <laughs> and fentanyl. And he's still here kicking. I love fentanyl. It's it new. gets a bad rap. <laughs> First and foremost, before we get started, go to iTunes, go to Spotify, leave us a five-star review. Five stars. Tell us we're great. You could follow me, your host, Nick Scopoletti, at Nick Scopes on Instagram. You could follow this guy. At Bo McDowell Comedy. Bo is spelled B-E-A-U because... For no other reason. That's well, No one cares. Why wouldn't so, you So, Bo McDowell. His name is Bo McDowell. Why wouldn't you just Really, it's it? James. Right? I thought... <laughs> Stupid. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> That's my surname. Yeah. <laughs> what's your surname? I love yeah, it. Yeah. I watch Peaky Blinders. I'm ready to go. So, yeah, let's kick it off. Yeah, I actually want to know how you're doing. You want to know how I'm doing? It's yeah. our mental health check-in. We do not do scale of one to ten. No. We are not boring. Oh, we, we are thespians. We are... <laughs> <laughs> Not lesbians, lesbians. Lesbians. So we compare it to something. Yeah. Right. Now, so you want to know how I'm doing? Yeah. Are you sure? You. I do. I actually want to know how you're doing. <sighs> wow. For the first it's time, not, it's not in this show. All about you. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Um. Teaser. So yeah, my mental health, man. Uh, as I prefaced in previous podcasts, talk about work and balancing that, and comedy and all this shit. I've been going around work being kind of like a, uh, like, yeah, being a dick. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. But like at a fun, I've known these people for three years and we are friends, but I just keep going. Anytime someone makes me do anything, I'm like, ah, cashing out my 401k. Yeah. I'm done. Send me out of here. <laughs> so I feel like Mark Wahlberg in The Departed. Right. Right after Queenan dies, and he's like, you work for me now. And he's like, yeah. right, give me my fucking papers. <laughs> and then Alec Baldwin goes, world needs plenty of bartenders. <laughs> That's my boss right now. World needs plenty of bartenders. Yeah, Two yeah. weeks with pay. Yeah. That's how I feel, dude. I feel like Mark Wahlberg, dude. And I'm going to kill Matt Damon in his house at the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh god that's while he's awesome. carrying groceries i actually i'm gonna do a mark Wahlberg reference too what yeah so i feel well we gotta play marky mark at the breaks so. i feel like mark Wahlberg in invincible because i'm going for the dream and i'm already too old <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just, like, I'm already, like, feeling my age so much, and I'm not even, I'm nothing. Feeling your I, age? Yeah, You're 28. I know, but my body is breaking down. I have put years of problems into this body, and now I'm, like, trying to get it to move, and it's just not happening. Dude. So I feel, I feel like a young or an old Mark Wahlberg who's bartending and he just wants to, he wants to get there and then he gets that opportunity and you know he what, what what was the big payout in that movie that he like he played for the Philadelphia Eagles for a few years yeah, he was a hometown he, he like boy made, from Philly he, he made like one tackle and like no, a kickoff no he was off. special teams yeah. he was on there for like 3 years as a professional athlete it's not that impressive Dude, a regular bartender Listen, from I Philly makes that. <laughs> by the way, how bad is Philadelphia? They're having tryouts, yeah. and they're like, "This is what the Giants should yeah, do right yeah, now." Yeah. Like, Who's, who do we got? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just bartenders and just, shit. This guy, I can see that for the Giants. Just like, yeah, this guy Vinny, he's coming in, he's making blocks. It's good stuff. This kid rocked in high school, dude. <laughs> now he's got an HVAC company. So yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, well, but you he always, do the math. Yeah, he always wanted to play for the Giants. You do the math. You do the math. <laughs> You are a moron and a meathead, sir. Oh, wow. Wow, I'm good, dude. You are good. I am good. We're bringing back an older segment. Not older. We do it every once in a while. Yeah. The meathead moment. Yeah. Because don't get me wrong, dude. We are these like enlightened, Super straight enlightened. guys who like to have deep conversations. I'll read your really... tarot cards, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'll read your Pokemon cards, dude. Whatever Sh- you want, dude. Dude, show me your palm, dude. Sure. <laughs> You're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see your laugh line. Oh, it's not even there because you're not funny. What do you mean? It's not there. There's a laugh line? No. Yeah. I don't have one? I don't know, dude. <laughs> I'm making shit up. I don't have I don't know. <laughs> you don't have any calluses, too, because you're soft. Anyways, That's sometimes one. we're meatheads, though. Okay? Sometimes true. we're not always these yeah. enlightened, you know. Every day beans. I can't read big books <laughs> you know what i mean i know it seems like i'm always i'm always <laughs> cuddled up on a chaise lounge reading books a chaise lounge that, or, that is incorrect i'm, I'm on a chaise <laughs> i can't give me your meathead moment before i kill you i have a blanket um <laughs> so yesterday i was not feeling well and, you know, I was I was down. I was like, oh, I'm getting a little something in the back of the throat there. You know, not you, just normal Ooh. stuff in the back of the throat. I got out ahead of that one. <laughs> yeah, you did. I was dude, like, I'm over that, dude. That was so two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, you, you got this. Anyway, oh, so I, I had like a little tickle. I was like, oh, I'm starting to get sick. And to fix it, I went to the gym, which doesn't make any... Like, I got there and I was working out and I was like 15 minutes in and I was like... Why am I exercising right now? I feel like that's most of the time you go to the gym, though. What? That I'm like, why am I doing yeah. this? And I walk out. No, but I would, I started to feel like more sick 10 minutes in. And I was like, who? Like, I, I don't understand why I do things that are automatically the opposite of what I should do. It's like I have this intuitive, like, wrong move every time. So, I yeah, I went to the gym. I was working out for like 15 minutes. I told my trainer, I'm like, dude, I've been sick all day. And I came. He's like, why would you come to the You're sick. Like, just stay home and, you know, do what you normally do, which is nothing. <laughs> nothing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. No, I should just go home and, like, drink some soup. So I just went home and did the right thing. But, of course, did I had the mecha noodle. Moment. Did you get some noodles? 
Yeah, I got some. I got some chicken noodle soup. Oh, it's cute. Yeah, I like so, that. I'll probably get I more. love that for you. <laughs> I really do. But yeah, I just did like the exact wrong thing for your body. My body's telling me slow down, and I'm like, oh, I'll just you know, I'll just go lift weights because that's what fixes colds. Sometimes it does. I mean, only if you have like like I've I've could to count on one hand the amount of times I'm like oh, I'm stuffy. Then you go work out and you're like oh, I'm good. If you're actually yeah. sick, sick, yeah, no, not good. Yeah, yeah, you're just ruining your your immune system's already challenged. Right, you can't just you like, here you go more. You just like <laughs> it's not. It never yeah, ends up. Well. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think. That's what was happening to me. But I want you to feel better. I me too. Okay, we're gonna have chicken it's, noodle soup at the diner after. Yeah, it's flu season. We're gonna do a straw. <laughs> Hopefully, it's noodle, and we're like Lady in the Tramp. It's like. <laughs> Right, that would be hot. Speaking of hot, so my meathead moment. Okay, yeah. I'm an adult for the most part. For the most part, 33. I'm I'm good. I'm financially independent. There's some things I just hate doing. I fucking hate doing. Right. I have still yet to have gotten my emissions test. Oh man. Now, oh boy! If my father has cared about anything, it is since I got my license. It is my car. Yeah, I cannot tell you how many times my father has said the sentence. He just pops his head in the room. And he goes, "How many more uh, <laughs> miles to your oil change?" <laughs> or like, "What's the tire pressure?" Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, "I'm good." Like, you want to yeah. talk to me or what's? That? He's yeah. so anal about cars. Yeah. I've been putting it off, and I have the thing on my thing, and I'm like, Ugh. oh yeah, I'll I get do that. it. Whatever the environment, <laughs> who cares, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. My yeah. dad calls me to remind me we have dinner Friday, which I forgot about. Yep. And he was like, "You coming to dinner, right?" And yeah. I go, yeah, I'm coming to dinner. He goes, "Good." He goes, "We're gonna go to six thirty. We're gonna go to Roberto's, <laughs> Italian place in Monroe. Great yeah. food, good food." And um, he goes, "But I made you an appointment." At the garage in Monroe, 4.30, you're getting your emissions done. Yeah. And that's it. And that's and he goes, it. And he goes, then you come to my house. And I was like, yeah. I was like, what are you doing? He goes, because you're not doing you're not doing what you need to do. Gets all mad. He just booked me an emissions appointment. He's like, 4.30, Friday, be there. I was like, what if I had work? Because you don't. Name. You're fine. You need to get it done. Yeah. My father, this is an Italian thing too, and Lisa can attest to this. Italian guys have a guy for everything. Yeah. I mean, real quick story, again, with my dad and cars, I was leaving, I was working in Ridgefield at the time, this was like yeah. four or five years ago, and I was driving down to Philadelphia to see some friends that weekend. All of a sudden, there's a scraping underneath my hood. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I get out, I'm near Westchester, I'm right on the border, and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to rip this thing off, whatever. Yeah. It's just like the underling plastic. And then I was like, you know what? My luck, I'll rip my whole fucking bumper off. Right. It'll be a nightmare. And I look and I go, oh, I'm right near Westchester Airport. I was like, my dad has to know somebody. Oh, yeah. He grew up. Yeah. I call my dad. I'm on the side of the road. <laughs> I go, dad. And I, I, for some reason, I just knew. I go, dad, I'm on the side of the road here. I got this thing dangling. I go, it's not a big deal. I go, but who do you got? Yeah, I go, yeah. I'm about 15 minutes from Amerinick where we grew up. And he's quiet for like 30 seconds. And he goes, eh. All right. And he's just still quiet. And I'm like, on the other line, like, okay. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, all of a sudden he goes, 
go see Ricky and Carmine at Excelsior Auto Body. I went to high school with them. I'm going to call them right now and tell them you're coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I show up. The guy goes, you're Bobby's son? And I go, yeah. He goes, we used to race cars with your father. We used to... I go, you my dad raced cars? I, yeah, yeah. And they I take just, the thing off. I just imagine in those 30 seconds, it's like Rain Man. Like he's just sitting there like... Just like all these different like Guido names are running through his head. He's like, oh, is it, is it Ricky? Is it Bobby? Yeah, I literally go. <laughs> the guy takes the thing off. I go to give him money. He goes, no, no, no. He goes, Bobby's the best. He goes, just tell him to come see us next time he comes down. <laughs> and I go, okay. I go, nothing. And he's like, yeah, it took three seconds. He's like, switch the thing. Whatever. And I drove to Philadelphia and had a great weekend. But wow. like that is my dad in a nutshell. Yeah. He literally has a dude. Yeah. I refinanced my car. He goes, go see... Go see Tony at Hartford Toyota. Right. And it's so like I had a buddy unbelievable who who didn't have a father mm-hmm. growing up and he bought a car and he never got the oil changed on the car because oh. he didn't know that he had to do it. No one told him. Wow. So the car broke down. He totaled the car because he never put any oil That's change tough. in it. And and we were making fun of him one day, like a few weeks after it happened. We were like, dude, you're such an idiot. Like, you didn't put oil in the car? And he goes, I didn't have a father. And then he, ran out of the, he ran out of the locker room. And we were all like, oh, yeah, he didn't have a dad to tell him to do it. <laughs> but it was, oh, such a, yeah. it was such an honest moment. We were just like, I didn't have a daddy to tell me where to go. And we were like, so, you know, you had, it's true, you had a dude. dad. Oh, man, he was so... Anal about cars, dude. It's What's good. your tire pressure? Thirty-five pounds all around. I'm like, why? He's like, just, just. Oh boy. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Finally, she, gets she kicked- messed up, and oh. we can say Whoa. something. Yeah. Man. Anyways, not so prophetic. Oh wow. <laughs> she's watching Instagram clips, Lisa off camera. Yeah, she's, she's like, this is boring. She's watching her YouTube yeah. videos. I used to be famous. Now I'm hanging with these two morons. She's <laughs> like, I hate my I life. mess with their podcast? Yeah. Oh. Anyways, we're going to take a quick break. Yes, we are. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about our topic. Yes. Which is, you know, just right up your alley. <laughs> our it's topic called, this week? It's all about me. All about me. Self-centeredness to the core. Oh, it's a piece of shit. We'll be right back. This episode of Losers with a Dream is brought to you by Ricky and Carmine's Auto Body Shop. Pre-approved by the Mafia in Edison, New Jersey. Tony Soprano uses them, and so should you. Hello, welcome back to the Losers with a Dream podcast. We are losers, and we have big old dreams. Rams. That was good. We played off each other. <laughs> it wasn't all about you for once. Yeah. So we are going to talk about how we came to this topic. The topic mm-hmm. is it's all about me. Now I'm going to go. Go ahead. Because Bo has wronged me <laughs> and upset. No. So we're at the diner having our meeting. I'm talking about doing the new talent showcase at Gotham Comedy Club. Mm-hmm. Bo... Gets on his phone and goes, oh, I'm going to get a spot on that show then. <laughs> and goes to text the booker of the show. And I go, why? Why? Yeah. Why can't you just let me have well, the thing? Because this I is, want it. Listen. Because I want it. Because I want it. Mm, I'm a big, I was all state. <laughs> we get it, man. Okay? Just want this it. immediately infuriated me. Right. Um, and I pointed out 
that bow, you know, when he does his sets, I'm very supportive after. Yeah. And when I when he's not up and I do my sets, he just talks shit because uh, well, it's because it's not me up there. He feels inadequate and uh, well, it's not he's me, not though. all state. But I, it's all so about basically, me. this episode is about <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, self centeredness to the core. Yep. It's uh, I know who I married. Listen, it's tough, dude. It is. It's something that I have to fight on a daily basis, um, to stay sober. You know what I mean? Like if it becomes, if, if life becomes too much around me and it becomes like I'm the center of the universe, then eventually I'm going to start drinking, you know? And there, there are times in life where it being all about yourself is not a problem, right? Like if I'm uh, going to therapy, for instance, it should be all about me, right? Like it, me, I'm the topic there. It's important, right? right? Like if I'm uh, going to a meeting, like sometimes it's important to have those times where, yeah. you know, or even with friends sometimes, sometimes yes. if I'm going through something, it's important that that night be about me, you know, and it's okay that the night's about me because, you know, I had a loss in the family, right? Something big happened. It's okay, right? right? It's okay to hog the spotlight every now and then, but it's not okay to do it consistently right. and to always be trying to do that. And so I have to get checked by friends, by family um, all the time where they're like, dude, you're making this, you're making this about yourself and it's not. And, and it's definitely hard for me in uh, places where I have a lot of ambition, comedy, right? Where... Any show can be can instantly become my show. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's really hard not to to make it that. Like even even when like I I do a, like an opening set for whatever. Like I'm always just like oh like you know I, I I'm sitting there hoping that people come and talk to me after the show. Even though they're clearly going to go talk to the headliner, <laughs> they're clearly going to go talk to the boss, the you know yeah, the big yeah. the, the guy thing, that's right. yeah the guy that's there. Um, they're not going to come up to me, but. But to me, I'm like, well, they should because this, this, I was the best. It was me. You know what I mean? I'm always, I'm always thinking that uh, the show uh, revolved around me. The audience was thinking about me. Everybody's thinking about me, and it's really just me. I'm just thinking about me. I, you know what I mean? Now, I mean, it's probably no secret that you're the oldest of four. Yes. And this probably came from not to be your therapist here, but. Like you said, fighting for attention. Yes. Constantly. Talk about that a little bit. Like well, what it was like. It was really interesting because when my, not my younger brother, but my youngest, youngest brother was born, um, Peter. When Peter was born, he was uh, cute. I didn't see it, but everybody else <laughs> was excited. I didn't see it. <laughs> oh. So. Well, you're all ugly now. So yeah. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, you guys all. Bored. And I, I remember we went on like a vacation to. Um, to see like aunts and uncles and everybody and we we're all together and like peter was the big topic oh yeah how you know? old are you now because i'm like five i'm okay. like four or five so you're five you're five eleven two hundred <laughs> yeah i'm i'm smoking a cigarette yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what about me yeah. <laughs> i think i was probably like five or six and he was a toddler you know yeah. and he's like the cute toddler the new baby Yay. and um and yeah, I just remember being like, like, wait, what? 
Like I, I've been the star this entire time. You know what I mean? I, I outshined my other brother who's like middle child syndrome. Like he got no play, like zero. Harry and I got nothing. Like I keep yeah, winning. Yeah, I've been, I've been kicking this guy's ass from day one, and now there's new kids coming in and he's winning games, and I'm not okay with that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I remember, I remember, like, yeah, like he Your brother was Tom Brady and you were Drew Bledsoe. Yes, he had usurped me in yeah. this, uh, in this whatever. Wow, so good. I was, I was upset, man. I was like really bummed, and, um, and yeah, I think that there was always this need then to kind of win the the room you know and that ha- that would happen all the time at um our place growing up like we were just constantly trying to win attention and so like it had to i had to almost like from a fight or flight standpoint i had to always like be pulling it back to myself because otherwise no one was going to say anything right yeah i know for me one of the biggest things is i'm an only child and yeah. With only children, the first thing on millions of dates or anytime you tell someone that, the immediate assumption is like, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, you were spoiled. Yep. You were this, you were that, whatever. And mm-hmm. it's like, no, not really. I was the guy who was, I was such a nervous kid and like, I didn't think I like my self-esteem, everything. Yeah. So I never felt like I always cared about everyone else's feelings. Yeah. Because I was alone and like to make friends, I was like, I say, are you okay with everything? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like you said, at a certain point, it becomes exhausting and you are not helping yourself. Yeah. At all. And um, I found that being more selfish, I'm doing air quotes here, but you know, saying no, making boundaries, whatever it may be, has helped. Making yeah. it, you know what I mean? Being like it for me and the other way, like I've had to make it a little bit more about me. Yeah. Just because I, I, I never thought I was anything. You know right. what I mean? Like even in the last, I could tell you like the only time I felt real confident in my life was like, I give you a handful of moments, but really this hasn't happened. Like the last, last three years, two years, I've been yeah. very confident. Like that's it. My yeah. whole, I mean everything. And I've spoken about this a million times. Like, Half the cool shit I have or I've done in my life is from other people, friends, family, whoever, yeah, who really cared about in. me, forcing me in. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was always fucking Captain Nervous all the time. Yeah, yeah. And never thought I was worth anything or whatever. I was, right. it was always that story. Yeah. So for me, ugly duckling syndrome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You guys, are like, yeah, you're good looking. I'm like, no, no I work at Equinox. I look not like, me. I look like a homeless person <laughs> compared to those people there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man. So in a way for me, making it more about me in a, you know, was like healthy a, a way, big thing. Yeah. Yeah. In a healthy way has it's boosted my confidence. I actually, I feel better about myself, yeah. like being able to say no just to anything or, or, you know, Well, and you've always been somebody that people could confide in. Like, I just know yeah. that about you, right? Yeah. Like people are super comfortable telling you things and that's because you are there to receive, like you will receive. Um, instead of constantly like always throwing your thing at people. And for me, like gr- growing up and especially like uh, high school, college years, like it was always about me. Like I was always waiting for you to finish talking so that I could say my thing because my thing was funny. My thing was interesting. My thing was, you know, I was just so run by that ego mm-hmm. that says that everything that you say is interesting. Plus cocaine. It, it does a great <laughs> job of that too. So like, you know what I mean? It was just always like, yes, I am the, I am the center of the universe. Listen to what I, I have to say. The alpha. Uh, 
but but I never really because I had that as like my default setting. I never really learned how to help others or like listen to other people's problems. Yeah. Which is like really the biggest thing you're missing when you live a very self-centered life is that you're missing uh, empathy uh, by relating to other people's issues because you're just too in your own mind to think of them. You know what I mean? You you don't think about the fact that somebody else is probably having a harder day than you or like is probably struggling in, in the same way that you are because your center of the universe thinking is keeping you attached to the thing that's hurting you. Yeah. You know? So what I think the biggest thing that I've gotten out of, out of this topic is, is like listening to other people and hearing them like what they're going through and then like getting out of myself and then all of a sudden realizing like, Oh, the thing that I'm going through just isn't that big of a deal. Yeah. You know, for me, I know the biggest thing and I've spoken about this before, but, uh, the last phone call last time I spoke to my grandmother before she died yeah, was a bad argument. Mm-hmm. And I was letting her instead of me trying to, I, it, it was weird because she's family. I was like, yeah, just we, yeah, figure it out. What are you upset about? Like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Instead of just listening to her and being like, what do you feel about this? And like right. being calm and, 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 you know, really making it about her. And after, you know, she died, I will say this in a weird way, it helped. I became a way better listener because I was right. like, I wasn't listening to her. She had some you know, sometimes it was some aggressive stuff she'd be yeah. saying and some things. And I went right to anger and I, you know, it's, it's helped me in my life. I told, um, I was telling you guys at the diner Sunday, I told Lisa, like at work, like what you do and with training, it's usually the first time a person comes in, you're not working out. It's an assessment, which just means right. you're sitting down the first 30 minutes, your goals, what do you want to accomplish? How many kids you have? Just right, let, right, right. There was a woman, I'm not kidding who I just let talk yeah. for an hour and I would add little things here and there. And by the end of the hour, she goes, you're the best. Yeah. And I, go, I didn't fucking say anything, but okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? She, and she trained with me. So it was yeah. like, sometimes just well, yeah. listening is, you know, and truly so many people are self-centered and they, they are around other people who are self-centered that when they're around somebody that's actually listening to them and isn't trying to dominate the conversation, they're like, Oh my God. Wow, like it's it's really is you start to become like a, a place where they can go and feel safe because they're just being hurt. You know what yeah. I mean? Um which is uh which is like amazing to to be that person. Like I I've gotten the ability and you know, because of my work on self-centeredness, when I was working at, at my last job, I was the guy where whenever anything was going wrong with like uh, an employee or like something was happening, they I would be in a conference room with them, like going over, you know, what like basically emotional shit that they were dealing with. So I became kind of like the de facto like so- social worker at my right, job, right. Um, which was all because I would just hear where people were at and then I would just you know apply some give them some tools or like let it show them what this is what's happening yeah um but I was never that person uh previously in my life you know what I mean I could never listen to people I could never and I, and I think it's it's something that we intuitively just start doing and it's hard to break out of and I still do it now and I, I think that the thing that it is with me now is I have it in areas that I didn't used to have so I don't know how to like comedy is a new area of my life that I never had. Right. Right. So now I have this new thing. It's a new area and I don't know how to, 
I want to keep that area safe, right? I'm like, I'm like worried about that area constantly. It's, it's a pain point. Mm. So I'm going to use old kind of ways of thinking and ways of, uh, coping to keep that area safe because I don't have the, I don't have my new tools. They aren't adjusted. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm the same, same way. Yeah. Like at work, I, I'm more comfortable. Right. And I could be like, yeah, I messed up. Or, yeah. You know, I'm more com- with comedy, I'm like, if I, if I have a bad set, I'm contemplating ending my life. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you're not, I haven't, we haven't learned how to cope with that. Yeah, yet. yeah, yeah. And you're like, I'm the worst. There's no point. Mm-hmm. I wrote this joke. I thought it was going to be good. It's not good. I'm just going to give up. Yeah, we're, we're way quicker to go to dramatics. We're way quicker to go to like old thinking. We're way quicker to, to use old coping mechanisms that just hurt ourselves. So I used to do that in the beginning of my career. I yeah, do that all the time. Yeah, because I was I was trying to think about like where other aspects of my life where it's like truly all about me, and there really aren't many. Like I feel like when I'm when I'm you know going to twelve step meetings, I'm I'm usually helping other people. You're I'm, of service. You know, yeah, I, I'm servicing. Ooh, you know, and then I'm also there for me as well. But it's you know it's kind of a mix mixed bag, you know, and like with work, I'm. I'm trying to be of service there too. It's not always about like, well, how much money I'm going to make. I'm not always talking about my bottom line when I talk to other coworkers. I'm yeah. like, yeah, how's things going with you? You know? Yeah. So, but when it comes to comedy, it's hard. So, yeah. you know, it's new. Yeah. It's new, babe. We're trying to figure it out and it's, it's, and it's all good. Now, have you, I know we've talked about dating obviously a lot on here. Yeah. Do you find on dates, you are you good now probably now because of your top secret meetings you're good at like listening and asking questions oh yeah um when i first started dating after i'd broken up with the the last one um it was tough because i hadn't done dating in so long and i also hadn't done it since i had gotten sober just like so i would yeah i was just word vomiting Yeah, Yeah, yeah just like all this other stuff but now when i go out with somebody I really listen and I like dig into their stuff because I'm like for the most part you don't really need to know everything like there's there's things that I can give you that I'll tell you but we don't need to dig into all my shit yeah um and also I'm more interested in theirs right Same. I don't want to I don't want to dig through at this point I'm just tired of telling the story I'm like oh, yeah, yeah dude I did all the <laughs> shit you know it's like like me is interesting but how many times am I gonna say it you know what yeah. I mean like oh what's your f- my favorite one yeah. I, I could have mentioned this in one of our other episodes about lying like I just hate every date for me when it's like oh it's your family and like now I'm comfortable with my saying what right. my dad does for work and they're like where's your mom and I'm like ah. that's yeah, always yeah. like because you never know the reaction you're gonna get yeah and I was like well you know but my and then this is the best as I always follow up with like well you know my grandmother she took care of me and she like yeah. really stepped up she's like oh what's how did she still she's I'm dead like, too yeah. She's, yeah she's dead too so um do you want guacamole or what do we i like tequila you want to have Avocado's tequila a dollar extra but i think we should go yeah for i it. think it's more <laughs> chipotle it's no big deal i'm a big spender but <laughs> but yeah dude i uh i have done that it is um but well, I, I will say this so you know you're making it about you're on a date you're making it all about that person Right. Or, you know, most of it. Yeah. Now, if they don't ask anything about you, are you upset? Very upset. Like, no, any, yeah. like. Yeah, that's usually like a big sign anything. for me that they are not 
They're just not the type of people that I want to be around. Not that like I have to talk about myself, but I'm a little excited. You know what I mean? Like I'm always a little pumped to get my turn, you know? So if I don't get that turn, then I'm like, oh, well, this this fucking man. Yeah. yeah. Glam. yeah. What was she thinking? You know, and, and uh, it definitely does. Dude, if I'm on the phone with somebody and they don't and they go through all their stuff and then they don't bring it back around to me, I'm kind of like, come on, man. Like, there's no, uh, I got no, I got no shot to even get into this conversation, you know? Yeah. And it's fine if it's somebody that's really, really struggling in that moment. Oh, if it's a friend, they'll let you vent. You're venting, yeah. you're venting. I've but if it's just a that. casual conversation and, like, you're not allowing me in or allowing me to share my thing, then, yeah. How do you feel got about no this? Time for you. This, is, this is something I've always struggled with. If someone is, say, like a friend is venting to me or even first date or whatever yeah. someone's venting to me about something and then i then go well you know for me i use and i use an example from my life to kind of mirror that yeah it's experience it's good. is that selfish no that's not is selfish. that all about me because i've always been like why do i keep bringing it back to things that have happened to me i go well because you can dumb? no you're using no, it's, I, I don't think it is but i've, I've got i always second guess like am i bringing this back to me too much like should i be no, I think you no. Is as long as you're using your experience to help that person, then you're not. Like if you were to if you were to do it like this, if you were to be like, uh, oh, like your 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 dad's having a tough time with like his psoriasis or whatever, and then you go, <laughs> and you go, well, I you know I actually had a really tough time, and then you just don't ever bring it back to him, and then you like talk about your experience, and it's like twenty minutes long, then you go like, okay, that you just made his thing about your thing now. Yep. But if you go, yeah, yeah, I had that, and I actually use this ointment, and you, you should try the ointment or something. I don't even know what psoriasis Dude, is. We, it's a skin condition. Oh, yeah. How do we get to ointment? I don't know, but I, I'm just trying. Here's a rule. I'm shucking from, from the losers with a dream. <laughs> don't ever mention ointment on a first date. Okay. If you mention ointment, it's gone horribly wrong. I always bring out my ointments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you like a guy that moisturizes? Or, uh, what are you into, lady? Uh, you ever heard of shea I, butter? I, I brought aloe to the club the other day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Before Bo's headlining set with his fucking sunglasses tan that he had the white line right here. Yeah, it was too Friends much. of ours were like, it was so cute when you guys were on stage together, you like couldn't stop, you were locked eyes on Bo. And I go, no, I was looking at his horrible sunburn and he was covered in aloe and it was coming out of his pores. <laughs> yeah. He just kept rubbing it on himself backstage and I was like, it's not going to make you funnier. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I was pretty funny. <laughs> For those that don't know, Bo did an hour and a half. Yes. And it was just mad. Yeah, two hours. Some of it was drag. <laughs> it was really good. It was Why really great. Why don't we close the book? We're going to wrap it up. And bring on our... And we're going to not make it all about you or no. me. Yeah. We're going to make it all about our life coach and mentor, Lisa Lampanelli. Lisa. Taking a break. Be right back. Bye. Hey. This episode of Losers with a Dream is not brought to you by Bo and Nick. Because it's not always about them. It's fucking about me. Shut up. <sighs> Hello and welcome, welcome back to the Losers with a Dream, Dream podcast. podcast. I'm your host, Nick Scopes. I'm self-centered Bo. <laughs> and I'm Lisa, who knows everything. And it's all about <laughs> me. <laughs> oh man! We're punching 
Crunchy as fuck today. I think we're all reaching the hunger point. Oh, the Hunger Games will be on. (laughs) (laughs) I hit Bo earlier. She's like, don't do that. Yeah, yeah. You just ripped your Ooh, sweater vest. Uh, fucking nerd. $20 sweater vest for Forever 21, man. That's what you get for wearing a $3,500 watch. Is it, is it $3,500? Of course. Yeah. It was a gift. Diners on no, you, baby. Stop making us have, pay. Shut up. I have one piece of jewelry that I've kept since my declutter. We're going to decl- have a decluttering episode at some point because you guys need to declutter your lives. No. But I sold all my stuff because they really expensive things don't do anything for you. They don't fill the hole. But I yeah. did keep this watch oh. because I don't like to brag. But this was a gift from the producer of the fine cinematic achievement. Larry the Cable Guy Health Inspector, <laughs> of which I played a pivotal role. I did not win the Razzie that year, uh. but the film did. So I kept the watch as a reminder that you're a good actress, Lisa. And did you see what I did? I just made this podcast all about me. I cannot wait to redo that poster with only my picture. Oh, I Matter of fact, speaking of all about me, uh, I don't like our intro anymore because it says in our intro song, I say Bowen Nick's podcast. I don't have happen to agree. I think now (laughs) since the show has become more about me and I'm clearly the pivotal star of this, I think it should say podcast featuring... Oh, no, guest, guest star. Here we go. We're gonna be Nick broke Scopa road comics. <laughs> She's gonna just turn this. In. I'm gonna steal the whole idea. It was my idea. The whole thing was my idea, Whoa. and it wasn't even a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, but anyway, I will not do that. I will let you guys have your moment. Okay. Because you need it. Bo did come up with the format. I will say that. You I, did, I believe. I, yeah. You Nothing. No, it was no, that I was one of did. the no, that was one of the times he stole my idea and played it off as his own. I think that was the only time he didn't. Every other time, yes. What do you think he came up with? This is what I gotta hear now. Because I said, let's do segments. I didn't let's say do anything. this. Let's do that, Bo. I'm not blaming you. I'm blaming him, you glad. I could be wrong. I of course you're wrong. No. What was I the format? Remember. I say you guys go on, you talk about something deep, then I come in I, and yell at I you. I pitched the mental health check in. Oh, you thought of the two-minute bit at the top. <laughs> oh, I guess that means it was all your idea. Actually, no. Bo, I don't blame you for saying this. Nick's the one trying to start trouble. He is. Do you see what uh, he's doing? Yeah. Oh, we're it's all about me episode. I'm trying to... I know. Yeah. He's his way in. He's doing what they call in the business triangulation, mm. which means he's trying to pit... <laughs> us against each other. And I don't like it. One bitch! <laughs> There's a lot of yelling this yeah, episode. A lot. Turn yes. down your speakers on your gramophone. Because he doesn't even know what a gramophone is. Listen yeah, in for Gladys Knight and the Pips. Okay, don't even know what that was about, but a gramophone's a thing yeah. where it had that horn. train, George. You don't know Gladys Knight and the Pips? I do, but it didn't have nothing to do with I what he said. I just to say You know what a gramophone so. is? Of course, I said, What's dude, a gramophone? he's a hipster. He listens to vinyl. He's like, yeah, listen to fish on vinyl, dude. He's such a hipster. He has a phonograph. 
a record player and it has the big horn and coming no out. money. That's nice. Yeah, the big yeah. co- all right, so let's get back to this All About Me podcast. I love it. I love this topic because I, too, was put off and mortified when Nick said he was going to do his set at the Gotham and Bo said, yeah, man, like all stealthy-like. He goes, yeah, I'm just going to take some and get a spot on that show. I yeah. was rather shocked. And I shouldn't have been shocked because we are all, especially comics, very self-centered. And I think as comedians, we have to fight self-centeredness more than most people. Yeah. Because, by the way, what we do for a living and what you guys will someday keep doing for free forever <laughs> is that you... We literally capture people in a room and make them listen to only us and yell at them if they They say anything, which is my favorite part, by the way. I even like yell at hecklers if I'm not on stage. (laughs) I did that the other week to Rich Ross. I made that all about me. Yes, you did. But but I did enjoy. I I, I don't like that. I like uh, sticking up for people. And she stabbed the guy. It was so much fun. So here's the deal. As comics, we got to fight that. Because we are the most annoying people on the planet. We're fascinating to people at first. Right. Because they like the inside stories, the beau pretending to know, uh, you know, Jay Farrow or whoever he's lying that he knows. I'm just trying to pick somebody cool. weird. I know, he's great. So at first I enjoy it, but then it becomes, God, that self-centered asshole I date. So that falls under the category, I'm sure, of singer of uh photographer any artist has to fight this impulse yeah but it's there but we're all we all fall victim to having this trait this self-centeredness it's something that is known in the business as the spotlight effect which means we are the center of our own world world and we forget that other people are the cent- are the centers of their worlds yeah so we forget so for instance suppose i came in here with a little tiny spot of toothpaste right here, which you'd say, why were you brushing your tit? And I would say, no, but I would be so focused on the horror of me walking in with a spot that I wouldn't be able to concentrate on anything else that I would be like, oh my God, they're going to notice. They're going to think I'm sloppy. Oh my God, they're going to hate me. Bo just looked down at his shirt to make sure he didn't. See, that's a classic self-centered spotlight effect. Ooh, going, where's my spot? He's also a fucking slob. So that helps. That helps. You know, but so we so tend to do that. It like spoils our connection with anyone else. So basically I would walk in here and be concentrating on that. So sometimes even if I have like drop something on my shirt. Like I'll literally drive home because I go, I won't be able to concentrate the rest of the day on anyone else and connect with no one. So the price of our self-centeredness is we don't connect with anybody else. And we're the, that's classic low self-esteem definition is we're the biggest piece of shit around which the whole world revolves. So I think that describes Bo fully. What do you think? Yeah, that's definitely agreed. Yeah, and I think I concur, Doctor. You're no prince either, because you are too selfless. Where you kind of let other people run the show the whole time, and you kind of, I was actually shocked you said something to Bo when he was talking about booking that spot at Gotham. I think I had to speak first. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like I go, huh? Really? Why? And then you kind of jumped in, which is fine. I don't mind being your fluffer, so to speak. (laughs) But when people have classic low self-esteem where they don't speak up enough, then it's sort of like you have to come to the middle. 
Like, yeah. you have to talk a little less about you. He has to talk a little more about him. Yeah. Yes, Bo, you're fascinating. It's amazing. You have great sure. stories. But Nick may have something to offer. We think so. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yes. You're like Whoopi Goldberg on The View. You don't say that much, but what you do has impact and power. Yeah, because I'm a strong like, black woman. Well, no. Okay. But he's more like <laughs> Sherry Shepard, just fucking annoying. <laughs> you know, and I get it. So, as comics, again... Who, no one's going to want to be around you. And the problem is what works when you, Bo, that was very smart. And I hate to say this because you did use a big word. You used usurp. And I think you get Ooh. big points for that. He's so going to put ding. some usurp on his pancakes oh. in the diner. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right? I want pancakes. Now. Yeah, I know. Um, me too. I feel like you were very smart in figuring out that what you needed for a survival skill as a kid and to get any attention in your house is just not working for you and will destroy relationships yeah. and is just fucking annoying now. Yeah. So it's like anything else we used in childhood to avoid pain. Overeating, in your case, Bo, since age eight, drinking. Yeah. Since age 12, smoking the crack. <laughs> shooting the smack. Shooting the smack. You, Nick, I don't know what you did, but you did something wrong back then. Shooting so the I smoked the weed for the first time when I was 12 and cigarettes. Yeah, so all Quit that. bragging. Yeah, oh, pussy, fag. <laughs> you can keep that in because I said it ironically. Yeah. yeah. No, but it's like what we use in childhood to just get us through and to get us some, you'd just kind of save our lives even don't work now. Yeah. Like some broad, when you're on a date with some skirt, she's going to be <laughs> there on her stems and she's going to say, Hey, maybe I get in a word about me. <laughs> like women can sense instantly, by the way, when you guys are just pausing enough to semi listen yeah, and then drop in what you want. Yeah. So, I mean, Bo, do you find yourself doing that on a date, kind of just killing time and listening to her, but not really having it get in there? Some Do you have to fight the urge to just jump in? Yeah, I do. Because sometimes I'm like, this is not interesting. You're doing a bad job at this. Oh. You know what I mean? I'm just like, Ugh, don't care. Don't <laughs> care. I got something to say. Yeah. You know, and then, uh, but then there are some people that I've, uh, you know, all dates where I go like, oh, something there. You know, what I mean, usually, right? Like, if they if they can hold a conversation, if they're interesting, if they have some level of intellect, then I'm more attracted to them. I'm not as attracted if they're just like, you know, saying nothing. And well, like, he he is a smart guy. He said usurp. So I think we've seen that. You surp, I surp, we all fucking. <laughs> we all surped at one time yeah. or another. So I think basically what's weird though is when you mention the big area for you as self-centeredness where you just almost can't control yourself yeah. is comedy. So yeah. let's try to figure out why. What is it about comedy? Because you obviously, whenever I call you and I'm pissed off or screaming about something, not at you, but about life, I'm like, ah, ah, ah life sucks, I hate everybody, whatever. You do listen to the other person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'll be like, well, what's going on with you? Because I think we're both aware that you should ask the other person before yeah. you hang up and you say, fine, and I hang up. <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> Works for me. So most areas of life I think you're okay with. Yeah. What do you think it is about comedy that makes you just laser focus in and have it be the entire conversation revolves around you? I think it's self-esteem driven. It's usually because like I, f I feel, um, I feel like the way that I perform builds a lot of my self-esteem and it also is like, it's kind of like my precious thing. Like I'm like, Oh, I really want this to go well. I, you know what I mean? I'm like 
very in my head about it. So um, if if Nick were to call me and be like, hey, man, I got, you know, passed at the cellar or something like that, I would right. be like, like, I'd be happy for him. But the first feeling that I would feel. Yeah. Was why not would me? Be, yeah. F- well, fuck you. And also, like, wow. what do I need to do? Okay. You know what I mean? Like, why? Like, how do I get there? You would not be happy for me, by the way. Well, I would yeah. be happy for you like three days later. Yeah. When I, when I realized. You have to work his way up to Yeah, when I realized that I had a connection. You know what I mean? I'd be like, oh, that's kind of good. You know, you see, that's, at least it's honest. I mean, yeah. you know, well, the fact is, I don't think you'd get true self esteem from comedy. I think it's where you have of late thought you're going to get some yeah. esteem because you're never going to get esteem from no other things outside of yourself so no. your accomplishments will never do that you could pass at the cellar tomorrow and by the way people who are listening you're not big comedy fans uh passing at the cellar means being allowed to perform as a regular at the comedy cellar in new york which is arguably one of the best comics in the co- uh, clubs, in, clubs the, in the comment thank you for correcting me because no, i couldn't have got there myself <laughs> Uh, it's all about me. So it's just, it's wild because we think, com- I bet you had other areas of this in, you know, that, that this was difficult for you before, before comedy became just the latest thing to try to get self-esteem through. Yeah, I think... Um a big thing was, uh, you know, sports achievement, feeling that I was athletic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I always felt like, oh, oh, that guy's doing well. Well, I, you know, I, I did something. Like, it would always be about, like, the play that I made in the game. Right. Right. right, rather than like the guy who clearly was the best player on the field. Right, like I'd be like, yeah, yeah, but I, you know, I had that one thing that I did. You know, it's not, yeah. and it's yeah. like nothing. It's like who cares what you did? This is completely irrelevant. You know, maybe you save something, but who cares? You know, and then uh, another thing was like uh, feeling like I was really um, spiritual. Mm-hmm. Like I, that became a huge part of my identity for a little while. Right, because I was just like, well, I'm sober now, and like spirituality is something that I work really hard at so I better be good at it so did you, you did you say to yourself at meetings things like I'm better at spirituality than <laughs> yes. that guy I know I know I get it this is like the least spiritual thing you can say of course like right? I've done shit like that where I was like a half assed life coach for three months and then quit yeah. and was like I don't know why I'm not on Brene Brown's podcast <laughs> like you know like who the fuck am I yeah. I'm a loser with a dream with you yeah. idiots yeah, yeah. so the fact is we just pick these areas of our lives that we think are gonna make us feel better and by the way if you had been the star quarterback or whatever footballers are called yeah you probably would not have felt any better about yourself no you'd find another area to feel like shit in yeah so i mean clearly bringing it back to ourselves is not always the answer makes us annoying makes us impossible to be around and makes people less likely to share because they're like oh he's just going to cut me off anyway and bring this up about him you know? Yeah, especially people that are constantly going through the same thing, where whether it's like a, a an ex girlfriend or you know, mm-hmm. just a problem at home where it's like, oh, you know, he's going to bring that up. Mm-hmm. You know, he can't wait to talk about the latest, uh, you know, problem with his girlfriend or the latest mm-hmm. thing about his eating disorder, or the latest oh, whatever. I worked with you know a guy I mean? like that. It was a nightmare. The, the, yeah. just it wasn't even g- like good morning. He would just be like, I'd be like, what's up, man? He's like. So, you know, just, you know, paying for the house and doing it. And you're like, <laughs> shut up. Oh, my yeah. God. I love complainers. It's like, what do you know? He's and like, well, I just had to deposit the check. You know, the garbage guy didn't come. And I was like, all right, suburban dad, shut the fuck up. Like, I'm not in the mood. It's 7 a.m. It's 6 yeah. a.m. Usually at work. I'm like, I have a client. Shut up. I know. Yeah. Say anything else. But, yeah, it is. It is really hard to not 
be just like, shut up, interject my story here. Yeah. You know, but those are people, you know, to, to avoid. But I think what we, we should do. Is I think we should do a little quiz other than that. Let's do a little (laughs) quiz. There's a quiz that will help us determine how. I think I will have Bo take this quiz because he needs to be in the hot seat for a change. Okay. Because I don't know other than myself if I've ever met anyone as self-centered as him. (laughs) Like I was so self-centered when I got out of college. I worked at... Just to fill the hole, the self-esteem hole, worked at Rolling Stone and interviewed rock bands and was like the metal mama. I was like, oh, interviewing everybody and writing stories and traveling around. And then, of course, became the other most self-centered thing you could be as a comic. And I'd literally go home for Thanksgiving and in my head I'd be thinking, I don't know why anybody isn't asking me about me because my <laughs> life is clearly more interesting. And arguably it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I literally thought that and I was like, everybody probably knows <laughs> I'm more interesting than them. So they just don't want to ask me because yeah. they're just like jealous. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's insane. So yeah, that would you have and the I same are, understand yeah. each other's insanity. Okay, so here we go. So I filled in your age and what is your gender? I'm putting right now male. Male, yes. Male now, identifying as a male yeah. for the but next thing. But if you tell seconds. him he'll get past the seller, if he's a female, he will transition. Oh, yeah, totally. we'll tuck it back real quick. Oh, duct tape and then some. Okay, you and a friend are auditioning for a play. Why yes. don't we insert Boy. comedy club here? Okay. Your friend gets a better part than you. Hmm. Which is gonna happen. Nick is the better person and gets the better part. Do you A, congratulate him, or excuse me, congratulate her, but think to yourself that you should have gotten the part, not them. Shrug and say to your friend that they deserved it. Maybe you'll get a better part next time. Start a rumor about him saying they bribed the director to give them a bigger part than you. Hashtag blew him. Or don't say anything. I think I'm going to congratulate him, but secretly be like, no, that didn't. I think that was very, very honest because I know you and that's exactly what you've done. And I like that you would not have started the the rumor. The rumor is the best thing to do, by the way, in my opinion, but it's not about me. (laughs) I wanted to say that. Real quick story. I remember one time, Bo, we were FaceTiming and uh, Mark Norman came on a podcast mm-hmm. and i was like yeah it's talking to mark norman i was like i think i'm gonna like feature for- i'm completely lying yeah like, i think I'm, you know he asked me like feature for him and then Bo, the you saw the soul <gasps> oh! leave Bo's body and i was like this feels good oh my <laughs> and he, god he went, he went like this he went yeah that's cool man congratulations <laughs> like, <laughs> I think we got to do an episode on jealousy. Yeah. yeah. And I started yeah. dying. I was like, no, you idiot. He didn't ask me to feature. Oh yeah. But you know, one, one thing I noticed about both of you, though, a uh, little aside, is that you're both very willing to laugh at other comics yeah. who are actually funny. Yeah. yeah. When I was coming up, we didn't laugh at anyone else. Oh, like, really? It really? felt like a stab in the cunt to say someone was funny. So... I am not used to being around guys like you because you're always like, oh my God, Chris DiStefano is great. And this one's yeah. great. And that one's great. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, so this is a different generation. Like you guys actually cheer each other on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's different. if The guy's a dick or you don't think he's funny or, yeah, yeah. you know, you don't judge his comedy as, you know, as lofty as it should be. But I find at least part, that's yeah. cool. We didn't. We were just like fucking guys. Hacky sucks. Yeah. You know, so yeah, anyway. I respect if they're doing things like if they're like selling out, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, even if I don't, I'm not like, oh, I'm such a big fan of their comedy. If they're doing big things, you're like, oh, there's got to be something there. That's which cool. is, yeah, 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 which is the right way to Anybody, think because yeah. it could yeah. be about, you know, it doesn't have to be your cup of tea. You just have to like go, well, I give you a nod for having yeah. that. Listen, it's you can subjective. sell tickets. 
It's good for you. Speaking of Way not selling tickets, this is for Bo. <laughs> Bo, you see something you really want at a store, but you don't have enough money to buy it. So you go back to the store to buy it a different day, and the lady at the counter says, they're all out of it. You, A, throw a fit. <laughs> B, ask the lady when they will have more in stock. Get really angry and storm out of the store. Just leave the store empty-handed. Um, I think I would ask them when she's gonna, they're going to be back in stock. Oh, so you... No. So that area you wouldn't be triggered in. No, I would just be like, well, when I would be like upset and be like, so when does it come back? Okay, get really angry and storm out of the store. To me, is more like what you're describing. <laughs> then I would just ask nicely. I would just well, I'd definitely ask. I'd be like, when no, is it? He where, gets so? angry because Nick, you would just be nice. He'd be more. He'd be like this. This would be Bo's version of. Uh, <laughs> I just. I just no. Right, when will you have more? Is it kind of like that? Okay, yeah, sorry. It depends on my mood, though. I could go either way. Because I was in Brooklyn this past weekend at a restaurant, Mm -hmm. and we all know hipsters are the worst service ever. These waiters are a nightmare. And literally, like, our food was taking a while... And I was getting a little whatever, and then I asked for an espresso, and they're like, it was taking 20 minutes, and there's three people trying to fix the oh, machine, no. and I just came back to the table and went, let's go! Oh, that's yeah. me. We're done! That's me. It's and I was like... Yeah, but that's more impatience, and I'm that way too, or yeah. it's actually just having boundaries of like, I can't yeah. wait more than 10 minutes for coffee. That's yeah. ridiculous. Yours is more just like, I'm entitled to this fucking thing. <laughs> Why didn't she put one aside in a, in a size XXXXXL? Okay. Didn't you know I was coming? So to speak. Yeah. Question. You come to school one day with a really cute outfit on. True. And happens. discover someone else is wearing that same outfit. Oh, my God. Look at you guys. You scream you at them. Bitch. <laughs> exactly. You scream at them. And make them take it off so you can be unique because yeah. you're special. Smile and say to them, nice outfit. Put a jacket over your outfit so hopefully no one will notice that you have the same thing on. Or do nothing. I think I'd put the jacket on just to be like, all right, well, I guess. Because I'd, I'd be like, well, he's not going to take it off. So then I'll just change it up. So good. Your low self-esteem overrode your need to scream at someone. Okay, great. Can I tell You're you more real... fucked up than, a, than this quiz could indicate. Real quick, one time we were going to dinner and I came over and my dad changed his outfit to match mine once. And yeah. I, and, he, and he came out and he goes, eh? And he goes, go back I showed up in to there, the show on Saturday. Change right the fuck now. My dad was wearing the same shirt that <gasps> I was wearing. Yeah, they were both wearing fucking no. wasps, yeah. dude. Did you put a jacket on? No. No. Because you're the fucking headliner. So yeah. No one's looking at that old bitch. Oh, <laughs> we'll edit that out. No, we won't. No. It's funny. No. Okay. okay. You're asked to sing a solo in the school talent show. Uh, <laughs> oh, I man. feel pretty. I feel pretty. You tell, pretty. Your, you tell everyone, A, you must be better than all of them because they begged you to sing and no one else. That is so him, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's that's, that's exactly two that's hour it. show and it's a like, half. Dude, I did a headlining set. I went to get off. They're like, do 20 more minutes. <laughs> that's what they're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Just 35. shrug and say everyone else will do a good job too. Oh, yeah. Boy, is that no, not him. Not Rub it in everyone's face that you are going to have your own solo or just smile and take it all as a compliment. No, I definitely rub it in or the first one. I think it would I think de- the first one, yeah, I think you would say they begged you to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but also going up to people being like, Are you doing your whole song like 
alone or is that just me? Is that only me that Dude, gets to do that? Dude, that's funny because I'll tell you what I used to do to people. <laughs> when we would do a benefit yeah. and like they don't pay you usually to do like for St. Jude's Children's Hospital or whatever. But I'd always go up to the other comics and go, I can't believe I did this for only 10 grand. <laughs> What are you getting? And and some of them, if they're insecure, they go, yeah, yeah, well, I felt that was enough. And I'm like, you fucking liar! We're not getting anything, you fucking dick. Anyway, okay. Uh, let's see. Your parents... Ooh, Bo, this mm. may smack of childhood. Your parents are away for the weekend and tell you you're not allowed to have anyone over. I'm sensing this quiz, by the way, was written for a girl in high school. <laughs> yeah, this is like, okay. Who has the mentality of a girl in high school? Yeah, Bo. Yeah, Bo. There you go. And, you the, and the body. Have a huge party. Your parents will never girl. know. <laughs> Call a friend and just talk to him on the phone all day. It's like having them over, but not exactly. <laughs> this is the worst question ever. And by the way, your friend's over for a this massive sleepover. <laughs> or do what your parents told you to do. You'd have the massive yeah, party. I'm having a, yeah, I'm having a big sleepover. Yeah. No, you have the, you, they, would I'm you just have party. the party? I think you'll have the big party. Yeah, I okay. did that. I've all done right. that before. So. All right, here I go into your last question. It's going to be very interesting. <gasps> this may apply to you in your real life. You have a crush on someone named Nick. Wait, no. <laughs> but they're already going out with someone else. Oh, no. You tell the person who they're going out with a rumor about them so they'll break up with your crush. Oh, that's you. Wait till they break up, then make your move. Try to come in between their relationship and steal your crush right out from under the person they're dating or do nothing. Maybe they'll come to you eventually. So I've never done anything like that. Like I've never like tried to. What would Bo, the self-centered but, dick do? But, yeah, I would love to, you know. Go ahead, say it. Didn't you, didn't you tell your... me, well, this is when you were drinking in college. Yeah. Wouldn't you like go up to like girls and be like, so what's up? And they'd be like, my boyfriend's right there. And you're like, so? Yeah, I used to do yeah, that. Yeah, wow. That was, I my buddy so... and my buddy in college always used to go like like if you went up to a girl and she'd be like, I have a I have a boyfriend. He's like, Yeah. He's like, I got a cat. Who cares? <laughs> Whoa, see that's, that's what he used to say. He was a psychopath. Okay. You're gonna definitely try to steal. Okay, let's see. Bo is wow. I am so sorry for you and for anyone who has to come in contact with you. You are 68% self-centered. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. You're pretty self-centered. You yeah. aren't liked by lots of people because you never have time to think about them. Not likable. Which no one likes in a friend. So I think what we've learned today is I am the star. Nick and is the unself-centered hero of this podcast. Bo is not loved or liked by anyone and should probably drink and lisa <laughs> knows quill. everything i think we have learned that yeah i think, I think this, we're there yes, this was good guys i think we need to instead of going for an eat tonight we need a drink tonight <laughs> i think we're gonna party uh, first of all Ow. i can't even imagine you drunk we should do a patreon I, what, video what of me like? drunk Oh my I, God! Do you know I have not had a drink in how long? I don't know. Like I hate it so much. Probably early twenties, and I'm seventy-eight what? years old. <laughs> oh, I'm sixty. 
So I just you hate really the haven't taste. had a drink since your early twenties. I think I had Not. one about ten years ago because I said, "Can you make me something that just doesn't taste like alcohol?" Because I find it super gross. Yeah, and they absolutely. made some drink at this cigar bar in Indianapolis that had like I didn't even have a sip of champagne on my wedding. Yeah. Well, there was nothing to celebrate. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I just hate the taste of booze. Yeah, yeah. So I think because yeah, remember right. they'd have these things called Alabama Slammers. Yeah. Do you know what those are? Yeah. They taste delicious. Great. They don't taste like any booze whatsoever. And I think I got so drunk on those in my twenties that I had such a bad hangover. It was like never again. Yeah. I've just hijacked this podcast, made it all about me being a dirty, drunken, sober person. <laughs> yeah. You know what's weird? I didn't ever need to go to a meeting to stop i just hated it yeah we're strong we're people. very capable yeah we're not weak like Bo. okay but it's drink, okay it's all on. about you <laughs> do you kind of by the way before we end i just want to ask do you kind of like going to your secret top secret meetings because it's like licensed to have the floor for five minutes it's like just doing stand-up but not funny yeah definitely because i get to i get to you know it's about me for a second probably more than a second yeah. Have you ever run the light at a meeting? Not in a long time. Because that's a dick move. Yeah. Because like in New York, especially in New York City, when I used to go to CODA meetings or Al-Anon meetings, they are so packed that you have oh, literally yeah. two minutes to speak and you yeah. got to shove it all in. Yep. Speaking of shoving it all in. <laughs> Let's go to the diner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're all fading okay, quick. Okay, so we learned. I do know everything. Five-star review for Lisa only. I'm the best. Nick Bo's is too, second best. Nick is not at all good. Nick sucks. Bo is self-centered, and he's gonna usurp <laughs> our energy tonight. We love you. Keep coming back. If you work, it works, and it works. It right. Ah, ah, sayings. Hey, thanks for listening to Losers with a Dream. We'll see you next week when you got more time to kill. Fucking hate these guys. 